wholly new podcast, Zach. Welcome to Radio Vision. What's up, my friend? Radio Vision, Radio Vision, Radio Vision. <laughs> hey, not much, John. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we're up to it again, folks. We're doing another <laughs> spinoff show. Um, if you're Those radio- damn Dukes of Hazard boys are down at it again. <laughs> they if made a checking- new podcast. <laughs> If you're checking your Radiovania feed and you notice that this episode is not called Radiovania, but it sounds familiar and it sounds like the same two white bearded men from the Midwest, then you wouldn't be completely confused. Uh, We are doing a new little side hustle, a little side project, if you will, diversifying our podfolios, if you will. (laughs) Um, I'm John Swansong Parker at Najathan Parker on Instagram and through the digital Gotham City waves is my good friend and Robin to my Batman, Zach Rotello. What's up, man? Holy lots of podcast projects, Batman. Yeah, how many plates are we spinning right now? Three, four, three and a half? There's the regular Radiovania feed. Mm-hmm. There's in rev- our review series. Fastcast. There's Radio Vision. Uh-huh. And I so guess the in, in the re- video projects that we do. I was going to say, did the did the reviews that are videos, like for everything everywhere, does that count as a review like FastCast or is that? No, I think different? that that's, I think that's different. Those are shorter form content, more yeah. editing, music, production. FastCast is just an audio review pod, I think. So I think all together, it's four, maybe three, maybe four, I'd say. Yeah, I, I we're busy guys. That. We're 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 uh, <laughs> you could compare us to the Steve Jobs of 2022. We're 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 right. making moves. We're making Silicon Valley happen. Um, I'm the Waz to John's Jobs. Oh, I'm Steve Jobs. I'm de- yeah, for sure. Between the two of us, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see you in a little turtleneck and and mom jeans. <laughs> I used to wear I used to wear turtlenecks a lot when I was in middle school. I think because I was trying to hide my abnormally large double chin, and it turned out that it just accentuated it because it would get caught under the double chin. Bad idea. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I would love to see photos of that. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can dig some up. Um, anyway, this is a new project that we're starting. You might be asking yourself, what the hell is Radio Vision? And Zach, you and I talked a little bit earlier in the week about how fun it would be to do a little side project where we focus specifically on television. Whether that's prestige television, close to an hour, like on HBO, or something serialized, such as a beloved cartoon that I've spoken about at length that we're about to dive into uh, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Um, and it's funny because this comes right hot off the heels of, I think, the last four episodes that we've done of the regular Radiovania. There's at least, mostly me has said something along the lines of I fucking hate television. So it's just funny that we're <laughs> yeah. we're doing a podcast. It's just TV. So we're we're the masochists co- over here. We we love pain. <laughs> so the cool thing about Radio Vision though is that it's not like a TV news podcast. We're saving all of the news and things like that for the main Radiovania. This is us specifically doing like an in review like we did for the DCEU and Fastcast um but for these small television shows. So Right. Not to bury the lead here, but we're starting off with um, Batman the Animated Series. Starting with a bang. The, yes. your, like one of your most beloved TV shows of all time. My my absolute favorite television show has been since I was like five. Will probably always will be. Um, is it the best television show? No, it's it's a cartoon. But 
it's really good. It's a really good cartoon. And uh, there's some awesome things to talk about. And there's some great comic book stuff. So it falls into that line. And um, we could talk a little bit more about the show itself after we kind of set some ground rules, if you will, for Radio Vision. Um, will you still be able you, to get your Did you usual... already do all... Sorry. I don't want no, to interrupt ahead. your show already because this is your show. The first thing we should say is this is this is his show. Yeah, he, I'm trying to give Zach a break and yeah, let him John, be the um, uh, the funny man to bounce off the straight man jokes, you know? <laughs> I was thinking of Cal saying at the con, he's, Zach's a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> he made him laugh. Yeah, well, Zach's a funny guy. <laughs> um, did we do the plugs for the regular show? Should we slide those in here, maybe? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Ah, it's your show. You're no, the no, no, you go ahead. I wasn't prepared. You want me to go ahead? Yeah. Well, well are, we doing are they going to be different plugs? Well, they will be different plugs. So uh, tear down the curtain here for a second. Yeah. So we're working yeah. on this right now. We're, we're This isn't going to go up immediately because we're still working the kinks out of getting the, the email set up and getting a different podcast feed set up. It's a whole it's a whole behind the scenes thing. There's more to meets the eye than just us pressing play on a, on a fucking Skype call. You know, like there's actually exactly. work that goes into this. We're dedicating you know, part of our free time to make this thing. So um, it's going to take a minute, but um, this episode is going to show up on the Radiovania feed first, and then we're going to kind of ease y'all into the fact that there's going to be two different podcast feeds. Radiovania is our weekly episodes, like our numbered episodes, and our movie reviews and stuff like that. Or like one-off audio podcasts, like in, like the 100 episode, or we got hammered and saw Thor, and the um, Fastcast, which we will finish. Yeah, the review, the like the review series that we'll do, DCE and review when we eventually get to Star Wars and Marvel and all that bullshit that we're gonna X Men and Spider Man and all that stuff that we're gonna do down the line. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's gonna tie me to a chair and make me uh, make me rewatch fucking X Men Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, there's some reference in that X-Men one, but come on, we get Days of Future Past, we get First Class. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Uh, but yeah, so you can follow that show, the show that you're listening to this probably on, at, at Radiovania. You can go to radiovaniashow at gmail.com to send those questions, comments, and concerns. And this podcast email is radiovisionshow at gmail.com because yep. some bastards took both of them and, and we're never getting them back. I kind of like that they're both uniform, though. So sure. just yeah, change the Vania to Vision. If you have questions about the Vision show, if you have questions about the Vania show, segment that song, bitch. I, yeah, that's right. Yep, keep them separated. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think I think we. it's safe to say, though, that we'll probably put everything under the same Instagram, though, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not making separate social media accounts. Yeah. We're just making a separate podcast feed because the idea is, ladies and gentlemen, like John's about to introduce, we're about to do fucking... 80 something episodes of Batman the animated series and mm-hmm. when you keep going on that train whatever show we switch to next if that is also going to be a fuckload of episodes because TV shows are just traditionally long unless they're like mini series or whatever um can I put this one in here think just think about this for the back pocket uh, well you get to pick the next one cuz you're letting me do my passion project this yeah. is like my killers of the flower moon you know what i mean so, so like, is this how i finally get you to watch mr robot yeah oh my god i have so much power <laughs> Well, you get you get one, <laughs> you get one, and then it switches back to me. And if you spite me with something that I don't like, then I'm gonna make you watch. Oh my like, God, I'm not gonna like make us watch something crappy. Two seasons of The Punisher, or um... <laughs> I'm gonna watch that eventually. Maybe I should hold off on Daredevil so we can watch it for the show. Ah, so many no, things. you need you need to finish it. Um, yeah, I want to finish it before. Well, I'll make you watch all. Yeah, until 2024 like... for uh, Reborn. So, no, this is where I get you to watch The Boys. I'm gonna force you. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> this show just becomes us spite picking each other. <laughs> so Radiovania. So Radiovania Radiovania is like our nice show. Radiovision is like where we get to be mean to each other. It's a like little a roast. Blue. We get a yeah. little blue. It's like uh it's like Dick's Diner or whatever. We're just fucking Dick's last <laughs> resort. <laughs> <laughs> We're just screaming at each other. We're like, fuck you and fuck the deep and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fuck the deep though. He's a terrible person. Great, great fuck comedic octopuses. character. Yeah, he does. Fuck that he, octopusy. Yeah, he, they they fucking suck on his knob. Um. Anyway, this show is also work- explicit. Just a heads well, up, kids. <laughs> yeah, none of our shows are family shows, even though Batman the Animated Series could be. Um. So if you're asking if you're still going to get your usual Radiovania content, Zach and I have a, a schedule worked out. We're both working jobs that we feel like we can set time aside for to actually do all these projects so yes go to radiovania show on instagram and and email the show and radiovania.com will take you to all of the videos that we put up and everything like that so continue to check those things yeah and then uh you'll see that we will have episode um 102 coming up pretty soon as well as uh furious six yes for fastcast will be coming up very soon yeah, Radiovania.com is going to be the interesting one because right now it takes you to the web page for all the audio stuff for Radiovania, the show, like the Anchor podcast feed with links to other podcast feeds there. Yeah. But I, that's going to be interesting to see if I can use Radiovania.com to also – like that page, if I can include a link to this other podcast. It's complicated. We're working things out. We appreciate y'all's patience while we figure everything out. But it's a new show. We're going to go through the stumbling blocks just like any other new pod. Yeah, I think when all else fails, check the Radiovania feeds and you'll probably find out where the future episodes of this will be, just in case. Um, and how often can you expect this show, you might ask? Zach and I are going to try something we've never done before. And it could burn us, it could drive us into hating each other even more than we already <laughs> do. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we're going to try to do this weekly. So the plan is we don't have a publishing date picked out yet because, again, we're still ironing out when we can actually publish things under its own label. Um, but once that gets set in stone that hopefully we can announce on the next episode of Radio Vision, hopefully um, we have that set up so that you can expect a new episode to drop every week that yeah. will contain two to three Batman the Animated Series episodes determined in the prior week's episode for your watching enjoyment. Yeah. So and, just like uh, the reviews, prepare. so just like the in review pod series that we do on the main feed, the idea of this is that like you know what's coming next, so we can you can watch along with us. So if you've exactly. not seen the show like I have, or if you've seen the show, show like John, you can kind of go back through the pod and kind of you know join us on this journey. And that's where uh, you know I'll squeeze in here for my last little comment before you get to everything else, and I'll just say, you know. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, everybody, for listening for the regular show and this show. We want feedback, and I know we stress that all the time because I know that there's a fuck ton of you out there that listen that don't message anything. Even maybe people that aren't like our friends and family that listen to this show because there's more numbers on the pod than what we have in friends. So I know that there are people that are watching this or listening every now and then that don't know know us. Please send us questions, comments, radiofaniashow at gmail.com or tweet us. Just send us a tweet. Our DMs are open. At yeah, I am hoping that this particular side project with Batman, the animated series, having such a cult following and a popular following that we get kind of like a lost cast type lightning in a bottle thing where maybe this this brings in some new listeners as well. But yeah, any feedback 
is great. Like if you hate the sound of my voice and you're like, fuck that guy. I want to hear Zach talk about Batman. Then I'll take a back seat and he becomes Batman and I'll be. No, Robin. I'm gonna talk but... <laughs> about Batman. Don't y'all don't y'all worry about that one. I'm gonna talk about it. Um, but yeah, so this is something that I'm very excited to dive into. So unless you have any further comments about Radio Vision specifically, Zach, I think we should dive in because we do have to talk about the television show broadly before talking about our two episodes for this week. Yeah. No, I don't have anything else. I think we covered everything. I think you can much like I think what you're about to talk about with like the show in general. Maybe expect a different format, depend like for the different episodes, depending on how it goes. But we're 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 testing the waters. Yeah, this episode will be probably longer than future episodes, just because we had to explain what's going on, as well yeah. as explain what Batman the Animated Series is for those that aren't properly initiated. Um, yeah, that's a good thing th- to that's a good thing to slide into because I think our vision for these episodes is that if we do like for Batman the Animated Series, if we do like two episodes per week. I yeah. think the idea is that this episode, these episodes could be no longer than like 30-ish minutes. Sounds like a plan, especially if we're going to do it weekly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll imagine that this is kind of like this show right now is like a comic book, right? So the first issue, you got a lot, of, a lot of exposition, a lot of ground to cover. Issue two, you just dive right into the plot. You know what I mean? And that, this should be said going forward. The show is almost 30 years old, Batman the Animated Series. Full spoilers. No if you don't man. know anything about Batman... What are you doing here? If you want to know about Batman, watch the episodes before listening to the pod. They will be in the title of the show or the show notes. Um, for example, if you want to take a brief pause and go watch them, this week we're talking talking about episode On Leather Wings and Christmas with the Joker, which if you're watching on HBO Max, they will not be sequential, but any other streaming service such as Amazon Prime Video, Vudu, or if you look up on Wikipedia, which is what we will be using as a watching order. Yeah. That is what the show creators have deemed to be the order, even though that's not the air release order. Um, go check out those episodes and then come back. And uh, I don't want to butt into your trivia here, but do you know the reason why? Like, did you take a look at all that stuff? Yeah, they wanted a more action-heavy first yeah. episode for the premiere, and so they dropped Cat in the Claw really early, and it jumbled up the release order. So, like, for the first week that the television show was coming out, it was all over the place. But if you watch Cat in the Claw and On Leather Wings back to back like I did the other night, On Leather Wings is clearly the pilot because it introduces like five different characters and all this other stuff. And it's a nice like entry point into this version of Gotham. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So and plus, like, listen, it's my podcast. Uh, this is how I watched it when I was a kid. Uh, I watched them on reruns. And then when I finally was old enough to be able to use my allowance to buy the DVDs. I would watch them in the DVD order, and this is the DVD order. So Yeah, and the DVD order was purposefully done to make sure that it was in line with what the creators envisioned the show would go episode by episode chronologically. Yeah, plus we don't have to wait three weeks to get to Heart of Ice. We can get to that in like two weeks. So, <laughs> so that's nice. That, that's the other thing, too, is that, uh, you know, since this is a show I'm coming into like mostly blind, like I've seen maybe – 15 episodes of this show 20 episodes like right. i've seen episodes that were on uh you know catch them on reruns and stuff like that back in the day but like um i don't know what's coming most of the time or a lot of it yeah. is like not part of my brain so like let's avoid future spoilers for the show so I will. no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil any type of like plot development that that carries over but the nice thing about batman the animated animated series is that it is serialized in the same way that the adam west show was 
So there are two parters sprinkled in here throughout the seasons, which are amazing. I would say almost all the all of the two parters have a really interesting story to tell and are usually comic book adaptations. Um, but yeah, no, anything anything in terms of plot or like jokes or things that come future down the road or incarnations of the characters. I'm not going to spoil that for you, buddy. We'll just every week. I'll wait till you watch it before we talk about it. So right on um, a little bit about the show. Uh, well, I guess you gave your history of the show. I guess I should give mine, even though any Radio Vania listener knows that I've seen this show innumerable amounts of time. Um, I caught this on on um, Fox Kids and then later Kids WB on Saturday morning cartoons. And when my mom would take my sister and I to like the library and we could check out a DVD like or a video vhs tape like they would do like combo packs like they did with scooby-doo where they just put like four random episodes on a on a tape and you could take it home i had episodes of this recorded on a tape you remember when you could do that you could tape something and then rewatch it as many times as you want so i had episodes that's how how i I watched jedi um, (laughs) sorry what i said that's how i watched most uh, jedi yeah yeah, yeah, I think Return of the Jedi was the movie I watched, like, the mo- one of the movies I watched the most when I was a kid, but it was, like, a, a TV rip, so I knew when to fast-forward through the commercials and shit. Yeah. It was terrible. I think I had um, Pre-Poison, which will be on next week's docket, most likely. It's a Poison Ivy episode, spoiler alert, but um, I had that on a tape, ne- like, right after an episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? So I had, like, a little double feature. Um <laughs> <laughs> with daphne and, uh, and poison ivy back to back redheads gotta love them <laughs> <laughs> definitely cemented uh some future feelings sure sure maybe um but yeah a little bit of backstory about the show and i don't want to i don't want to bore us too much but there's some really interesting nuggets in here that i find pretty fascinating so just in terms of who created it, it was created by Bruce Tim and Eric Radomski, who would stay on as both creative directors, story directors, storyboard artists, all that kind of stuff. So when a lot of people refer to the Bruce Tim universe, it's this animation style. This is where it begins. Um, it first aired on September 5th, 1992, which is almost 30 years old. If we weren't too excited about doing Radio Vision, I would have said we could have waited until September 5th to do this. But... This just means that whenever we get December, September 5th this year, it'll be cool to talk about how the show is 30 years old at that point. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I'm almost exactly two years older, younger than the show. Yeah. It's crazy because it, it – it, we'll get into this when we review, like talk about the show and like opinions and the things. But man, like I think this show ages immaculately. Oh, yeah. It ages It ages like a fine wine, my friend. It, it – <laughs> there are parts of it that I think were developed specifically so that they could be timeless, which is really, really dope yeah. and very smart. Um, the film noir aesthetic that has influenced modern filmmakers on uh, takes on Batman, such as Christopher Nolan and Matt Reeves. They have cited this show as one of their many influences, as well as some of the comic books. Um, it's also influenced some of the comic book writers that are more modern, like Scott Snyder and Tom King. Um, This version of Gotham City is stuck in this noir 1930s aesthetic, but it's never clearly defined what year it is because this show does lead into Justice League, which has a lot more modern aesthetic and technology of the early 2000s. And then later Batman Beyond, which is, you know, probably supposed to be set in like 2022. But it's, you know, clearly we don't have flying cars yet, but we'll get there. 
Um, George Je- George Jetson was born a couple days ago. Did you see this shit? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough look. <laughs> I saw that headline and I was so confused. I, I, I read it and I was like, the fuck is this shit? And I was like, oh, that makes sense. He was born. Show takes place. I got it. I got it. There's a fly flying around my face. I'm going to catch it. Yeah. All right. Um, We're also going to do the jet. I'm, I'm doing the Jetsons in review. <laughs> dude, next- I would be. 110 percent down with that no 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 there's like 300 episodes there's like 300 episodes and i guarantee you more than half of them are trash <laughs> oh come on it's yeah, a probably. cute show but there i'm serious i think there's like 300 episodes of the jetsons what's the daughter daughter judy right judy's a fucking dime dude meet daughter judy <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm sure Listen, spoilers for the future episode. Wife was a real ahead. bitch, huh? She <laughs> Jane. <laughs> took she took his money. She took the wallet or whatever. Yeah. Spoilers for future episodes of this pod. I'm sure there will be a lot of instances of you and I talking about how we feel some type of way about certain animated characters, which will be interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you're a fan of that on the internet, stay tuned. <laughs> I was um, so wrong. There's only 75 episodes of the Jets. <laughs> 300 episodes i thought there was like 300 all right i'm done we're we're taking up time zach is trying to derail the gotham expressway um this is just what happens when i'm not the host isn't it nice it's pretty great (laughs) (laughs) you've had a coach job for 100 episodes (laughs) yeah yeah it was great it was fun while it lasted do you like the idea that this is the spite show where we just fucking make fun of each other the whole time i know i know i think it's probably what it's gonna become um all right, let me get some. Let me get through these. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bruce Tim illustrated the initial designs of these characters on storyboards and his take on the DC animated universe, also known as the DCAU, going forward as short form, is one that would imprint on the minds of many comic book fans as well as children, such as you and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the show has been praised for adapting comic book lore for people of all ages, such as you know the goons have real guns. There's like haunting imagery and actual like moments of some type of horror you know when you're a young kid um and you can actually experience episodes where characters are struggling with like legitimate deaths as well as um you know other type of emotional moving moments like in heart of ice and robin's reckoning um and for an animated show at the same time that shows like tiny tunes and looney tunes and other things ron that was like really progressive and made it again have this this long fandom right yeah helps it age if you can age with it kind of like harry potter um notable batman characters were created for this series specifically and then eventually made the jump to comics and film Uh, most notably harley quinn Mm -hmm. was created specifically by paul dini for this television show who is now top 15 comic book character name in in households most likely especially with uh, the suicide squad appearances from margot robbie um as well as characters Renee Montoya, Nora Freeze, and the Phantasm. Put a pin in that. We'll get to that down the road. Uh, the show had two spinoff movies, such as Mask of the Phantasm, which was released theatrically for Christmas 1993, I believe. Um, and this show also began the DC Animated Universe, which would build on itself with, uh, with Justice League and Batman Beyond. This is my favorite version of DC Comics. Probably, you know probably even at times more than the comic books themselves, which like comic books sometimes can get 
a little repetitive or step on themselves or too many origin resets. This has like a great narrative through line through three different seasons or series of television. Yes, Zach. Um, can I make a motion that we review the movies in their chronological order? It's definitely part sh- of it. With, with the yeah. show. So cool. that would be after season one. Awesome. We watch Phantasm. And then um, I believe Sub-Zero is after season two. It's after the next Mr. Freeze episode. So, um, but Ballin. yeah, that that'll definitely be included. There's not, we're not gonna not talk about Phantasm. <laughs> yeah, we gotta favorite. watch Phantasm. Yeah, it's my favorite Batman movie. Um, Batman the Animated Series has won a daytime Emmy for outstanding writing. Uh, that was for the episode Heart of Ice. Again, if you keep hearing us talk about it, we'll get there when we get there. They also won a daytime Emmy for the best composed score for an episode called A Bullet for Bullock. Um, and they even won a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program for Robin's Reckoning Part 1. If you are excited for that episode, you'll have to wait until Season 2. Um, some notable directors, producers, and writers are included but are not limited to Bruce Tim, Eric Rondomsky, Mitch Bryan, Dan Ribba, Paul motherfucking Dini, Kevin Altieri, and Alan Burnett. Uh, and then the Queen herself was the voice director for both this show Batman Beyond and Justice League. Her name is Andrea Romano. She is the voice casting director as well as the voice director. If you like Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill as their their roles in this show, you have her to thank because she's the one that found them. And she's the one that when Mark Hamill, who's a big Batman fan, was like, let me come on the show and just be Clayface or like the Mad Hatter. Like, I don't want a big role. She had him read for different different villains. And she's like, you're the Joker. Like you have to be the Joker, and that wound up being, you know, the best decision like, that they've ever made. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, <laughs> this the the first or second best decision of all. Can time. you imagine the world where Mark Hamill isn't the Joker? Because fun fact, do you know who was originally supposed to be the Joker for Batman the animated series, but had to dip out due to a scheduling conflict? Uh, who voiced Mike Wazowski? Nope. Tim. <laughs> nope. It's uh, Tim Curry. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. They actually like recorded episodes with him too. I'd love to see it, but there's no way there's the no way it would fit at this point. So they never released him to the public. I don't think so. Let the research and get back to you. I guess we're just gonna have to raid the DC headquarters. <laughs> yeah, let's go storm uh, the Warner Brothers like back backlog. Uh, who, who was it? What was his name again? What's it? His Tim name? Curry. Tim Curry. Release the Curry cut. <laughs> released the curry cut of the anime series said no one ever <laughs> oh man oh, god and then uh before we talk about the two episodes just some notable cast members that are reoccurring over the show is kevin conroy as batman who zach and i just met a couple of weeks ago at the greater austin comic-con shout out to cal shout out to the city of austin shout out to my liver that used to exist uh <laughs> yeah big shout out to that one yeah Ephraim Zimbals Jr. as Alfred, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, Robert motherfucking Costanzo as Detective Harvey Bullock, a character that became more popular after this show, but was introduced in the comics beforehand. Um, Lauren Lester as Robin, that is the Dick Grayson Robin, stay tuned Mm -hmm. for that. Arlene Sorkin, um, wife of Aaron Sorkin of West Wing fame, pretty cool. Isn't that crazy? Yep, as Harley Quinn, and then as, as stated previously, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself as the Joker. Um, there's obviously a lot of cast members and great yeah. voice performances that we will get to when we talk about each episode of note, but that's all I have for my utility belt of fast facts about Batman, the animated series. I would like to inject one extra Please. fact. 
just my favorite. I read this years and years and years ago. I don't even remember when I read it, but um, I, it always stuck out to me as a cool trivia fact about the show. Um, just because, you know, we can both say, I think that there's no argument that this is one of the most stunning-looking animated shows of all time, regardless of your feelings about it. Just the look, the style, the aesthetic of Gotham, the aesthetic of these characters, the way that everything looks is just so perfect. It's pitch perfect for Batman. Everyone wears suits, yeah. Yeah, and it's got that old uh, Art Deco style. It's so my shit, dude. I love the way Gotham looks in this fucking show. And it never gets old. It always looks good. And I remember reading years and years and years ago... um, that uh, the the animators for the show used uh, a different method of creating the animation cells like yep. uh, that other people didn't during that time. It was most common to use white paper yep. and shade everything with blacks and those colors that you would go on top of that with and then cut, print, put it out to the shelves and show it on TV. But what they did for this is that what they wanted was they wanted the show to have an intrinsically dark tone, and so the whole yeah. thing is animated on black paper with lighter colors. And Such a great idea. It yeah. is so genius because you would never know unless somebody told you that, but when you hear that for the first time and then you go back and watch any single, single episode, you realize you're like, the blacks in the show are like you know when you see a movie in Dolby and it's like in the cinema this was black now this is black and it shows like what a really good projection can do to the color black because like you know people might overlook it in film and stuff like that because but you know the color black like the absence of color is a very important tool in animation and in film and yeah. it's like if you're not shading things right and it, it looks terribly wrong and, and things can look really awkward but the thing is is that like Everything that's black in this show has a purpose because it's there to be the backdrop against these lighter colors. And it's so fucking genius, not just because it makes it look really cool and makes it have a unique style that stands out, but also, and sorry I'm running long, it's thematically cool as well because that is kind of Batman in a way. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Like it, it Batman is a dark gothic character with, you know, this conflicted personality and like these demons that he's wrestling with and the idea that they decided to to create the entire show on a black dark canvas is like kind of thematically beautiful. And it's I think really it's, yeah. it's really awesome. And it it's like like you said like it makes perfect sense when you're doing it. Um and they talk because the the show that actually came after Batman the animated series before they did Batman Beyond was Superman the animated series, which is a fun watch. It's obviously not nearly as um, critically acclaimed, but it is really good, fun take on the character for sure. But them switching to white paper for that was like the animation style. Like even though it's the same character designs, like it probably took a lot of getting used to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Metropolis and Gotham just look so different, and I love that they have that distinct feel even like even drawing the red sky on the black paper for the title card um or for the um like the opening sequences of each episode for batman the animated series it just looks so iconic and and dope yeah um and And that's actually where i would like to start um we don't have to talk about it each week because it's literally the same thing every time but one of the best animated opening credit sequences if you want to even call it that or like sizzle reel at the beginning the bank blowing up and those two goons escaping with Batman catching him on the rooftop with the music. And then it ends with him on the rooftop with the lightning behind him. Your thoughts? Oh, I mean, it's a top tier comic book theme. Yeah. 
it's a top tier comic book theme. It's also a top tier cartoon theme. So many cartoons, and this is coming from a guy that loves him some cartoons. Like back in the day, I used to love watching them all the time. I don't watch them as much now, but like, man, cartoon themes are just one of those things that's like etched in my brain. Even though I didn't watch the show as religiously as some kids, like that theme is etched into my brain. And that that shot of the two the robbers with like the no face, but you can see their eyes or whatever. Like that image yeah. is forever ingrained in my brain. Yeah. Um, the Batmobile. Yeah. Um, yeah. The it's so good. The music is. Do you hear that? Is I'm that having enough? my own Batman title sequence. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's knocking on your door. No, that was thunder. Oh, are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, the part of the title sequence where he's like dodging the punches from the goon on the rooftop and it's just like a silhouette shape moving like the way that they animate Batman in this show multiple times where it's like he's actually just a moving shadow again using that black paper to its full extent. Such a cool idea. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Really, really awesome. We're drinking uh, black bat juice. So cheers. Mm-hmm. Bat milk. <laughs> bat milk. <laughs> There's a, great, we shall... there's a great joke in uh, Scooby-Doo Meets Batman, an hour-long TV special back in the Scooby-Doo Where Are You days, where they go to the Batcave, and like, you know, every episode, Shaggy and Scooby are really hungry. Oh, yeah. And Alfred's like, I have a plate of bat milk and bat cookies for you, and Scooby <laughs> just looks at the screen and goes, rat milk! <laughs> it's just <laughs> so funny. <laughs> this is a, can I just say, we're, we're enjoying some, like, two guys, two, two grown very heterosexual males drinking wine, talking about cartoons. This is this is our this is our version of like wine and murder mystery podcasts. I'd say I think. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's Batman, so there could be some murder mysteries to solve. So that's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, only Batman's in the building. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we're rebranding. It's not Radio Vision anymore. <laughs> only Batman. In the... All right. Um, starting off with our Batman the Animated Series. Rewatch for Radio Vision is episode one, On Leather Wings. This is directed by Kevin Altieri and written by Mitch Bryan, who is one of the co-creators of the show, but lesser known because I don't think he was on long term. Um, I want to do a thing each episode where we talk about the title card because one of the cool things about old cartoons is when they show the credits of yeah. who worked on the episode, there is an animated cell. It's very that's cool. That's like a cool title card. Um, and I thought it'd be fun if we rated it on bat signals. So out of five bat signals, what would you give the title card for On Leather Wings, which is like a black and white noir yeah. bat shape silhouette in the sky? Uh, yeah, three, three out of five. Three out of five. I bat think that's fair. I think three out of five is pretty fair for that one. It's cool, but it's not as as like wow jumps right out at you like the other ones. It's clearly designed to be you know noirish, so it, yeah. it works for what it's going for. But I yeah. can't I can't wait for you to see some of the other ones. Some of the other ones are like gorgeous, and I wish they would like do a run of comic books where they release those as the covers because that'd be sick. Um, so I'm gonna synopsize the plot in two minutes or less. I want you to get a timer out again. As I stated at the top of this episode, all episodes of Radio Vision will be spoiler heavy. Watch the episodes before the pod like Zach is doing. You ready? Tell me when to go. <clears throat> Two, one, go. 
In Gotham City, a large-winged bat-like creature soars through the night. A local pharmaceutical company's night watchman is attacked by the creature while recording a pretend radio show. The GCPD is informed that the Batman attacked this night watchman. Detective Harvey Bullock, in conjunction with District Attorney Harvey Dent, wants to bring in the Batman, arresting him for vigilantism, much to the chagrin of Commissioner Gordon. The real Batman confers with Alfred that more than one pharmaceutical company was raided that night and discovers evidence at the crime scene in the form of the tape recorder and a strand of fur. After evading the police, Batman compiles his evidence and takes it to the Gotham Zoo, where bat experts Dr. Marsh and Langstrom conduct research in human and bat evolution. Batman cross-references this evidence to determine that the sound and the fur can only be a monster not common of a brown bat. Batman goes to confront March, but finds that it is indeed Dr. Langstrom who has been transformed into this monster, and Batman and Man-Bat tumble through the night sky. Batman subdues the creature and administers an antidote before returning Langstrom to his supportive wife. You had 57 seconds left to spare. Perfect. That's that's kind of like the speed that I want to go. So can can I ask real quick, just as a clarification thing, are you pulling this from like Wikipedia or are you writing the plots? I wrote that. You wrote that. Okay, cool. Just making yeah. sure. Didn't know if yeah. we needed to cite like a resource for that. The next one is going to be a little bit shorter because uh, technical difficulties, but um, <laughs> we'll get the point across. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm planning to write them each week. So cool. just to Love put it. it in my own words. But all right, Zach, have you ever seen this episode before? Yes, you've shown it to me. Good. Okay. So this is a rewatch for you as well. Yes, but I probably haven't seen this episode in two years, three years, maybe more. Yeah. I have a vague memory of this being on the TV in this apartment, but before, uh, what we were like watching it like on a hungover Sunday morning or something. Yeah, this is, the big, was, this is a big hangover show for me, for sure. I think that this might have been like three or four years ago because I've been living in this current apartment for almost four years. And I remember when we watched that episode, the couch was on the other side of the living room. That means yep, nothing I remember to anybody that. else, but the couch was on the other side before we flipped it around. I so, remember that, uh, yeah. It's been at least three years, if not four. Yeah. Well, um, what are your thoughts on this episode in terms of in terms of it being a jumping off point for the series as a whole? Yeah, it's a cool episode. Um, it's um, it's definitely sets the tone in the very beginning that like um, the idea of it is interesting that they start to the show off with the, the idea of like there's these guys in the blimp, which I thought was really funny. Um, yeah, the zeppelins. <laughs> yeah, they, lots of zeppelins in in uh, fucking Gotham. You and, know that uh, there's gonna be zeppelins in in Matt Reeves, yeah. the Batman too, right? Because everything's be underwater, that. so they're gonna have to get around through the sky. It's gonna be like Bioshock. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. And I even one of my my first note is love the blimp opening. Imagine Matt Reeves like remaking this. Um, yep. I don't think that they're gonna do Man Bat in the Reeves trilogy, but just the imagine the idea of like two guys in a blimp in the Gotham night sky surveying yeah. the water below. They don't know what's going on or whatever, and they see like this shadowy figure. Like I can imagine this is like, you know, a lot of this show you kind of have to unfortunately like I like I said. We've said it before. The show ages really well, I think, because it looks so good and it has a timeless sort of quality to it. But this scene in particular is kind of like a like a oof. Like it looks cool, but just these two guys in the blimp, like, did you see that? It was a thing in the thing in the sky. Yeah. Like, no, we didn't. I didn't see that or whatever. They're so they're police zeppelins. Um, it's like never explained why Gotham needs zeppelins for police monitoring sky activity. Um. I think it's Except purely an Art Deco decision because that sure. is a very that is a yeah. very vintagey sort of look. Is like the the blimp over the sky over the night sky. Like it feels very old fashioned. 
Yeah, the one monitoring the uh, radar is Kevin Conroy, though. So ah. it's it's Kevin Conroy modulating his voice to sound a little bit more like, oh, golly gee, kind of like, oh, I think I saw a blip on the radar. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, not Mark Wahlberg necessarily, but... Uh, <laughs> I think I found a Transformer. <laughs> <That's> the, the, <laughs> yeah, I so... Batman. I like this episode. Here's, here's the things that I like about it, because Man Bat is a pretty interesting villain, but he's not like a super compelling Batman villain, right? Like... Oh. It's it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type story that has been told a couple of times in the comics. Um, I love the Arkham Knight missions with Man Bat. I think they're really yeah. great where you have to administer the antidotes to him. Yeah. Um, and there's that twist there. I think in Arkham Knight, he actually kills Francine, which is really sad. But um, that's his wife. Um, but what I love about this first episode is that first meeting between Mayor Hamilton, Detective Bullock, Commissioner Gordon and introducing Harvey Dent as the district attorney, like really early on before the Two Face stuff, um, is such a great idea to like start incorporating them all in as characters. And I think you get a good sense of what each of their character motivations are for the most part right. in that one sequence in the mayor's office, which is really cool. I love Detective Bullock in this show. I think he's awesome. Um and then just, you know, some of the visuals with Man Bat, they're designed for Man Bat where he's like this huge, almost like incredible Hulk figure with like the with the jeans that are ripped and and just like how big and massive he is. And the sound design, I think, is what's really cool. The shrieks that they play over and over again on the tape recorder are, are such a such a cool sound design there. Yeah, um, it is cool. It is cool. The full like, yeah, the Foley sound that they do for this this show, I'm sure is. You know, I don't know if there's any interviews or you know history that we can pull up on stuff like that. Maybe some one day down the line, but like all the sound effects, all the punching and the kicking and like the, it it does a lot of it does feel pretty organic. Like I wonder if like they did have like a full on Foley team like like going and recording all these sounds. Like I wouldn't be shocked if those were actual like bats that they recorded and yeah. had like that like kind of like amplified that sound to make it sound a little bit more man batty, less yeah. batty. But yeah. I also love in this episode that they have the whole sequence where he's trying to evade the cops. So again, playing into the fact that he's really only friends with Gordon. He has that whole sequence where he's like tear gassing them and stuff as he escapes the pharmaceutical company. Um, and then just the voice acting from Kevin Conroy in this episode specifically is really great because in one episode, he shows us his two pitches for the Batman voice and his it's Bruce cool. Wayne voice when he goes to the zoo where he's like, Hey doc, I'm Bruce Wayne. And like, if you ever need funds for your next exhibit, you know, and he's like talking about all this stuff. And then, and then when he's in the Batmobile and the doctor calls him to tell him that the sound is just Brown bats, he answers it while he's driving the Batmobile, but he switches to the Bruce Wayne voice, which is just really cool. And yeah, you know, it's awesome. Something that unfortunately Robert Pattinson uh, has not learned yet is that like they are two different people. <laughs> um, Bruce Wayne is a psychotic uh, maniac, but yeah, just just some cool like initial bricklaying stuff in this episode yeah. with a reasonably fun villain to watch in animation, but nothing like nothing that's gonna blow your freaking socks off or anything like that. So I think I have sirens passing by. Just a heads up for folks. Oh, we're in Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't really hear them. Um, okay. Oh, now I can. Yeah, yeah, they're coming right by the window. I heard them from. Oh, <laughs> well, that's um, okay. But yeah, so I, I have a couple different things. I have I have a couple notes for this episode. The first one, um, I I wrote down a few lines that I that I chuckled at that I thought were really goofy, funny. Yeah, great. Um, I liked. 
I really like Alfred. Can I like let me just say that like my yeah Alfred's my awesome. uh, unsung hero of this pod this episode specifically is is Alfred's one liners in the Batcave immediately oh, yeah. setting him up as just like this goofy kind of. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's weird because we really never see an Alfred like this in any other Batman proper, or like in the films at least that I can think yeah. of. Is that like Alfred's usually a lot more stoic, and this Alfred is like kind of like a British comedian. Um, yeah. but I did like the line where he comes in and they're having like a back and forth in the Batcave at the, toward the very beginning, and Bruce <laughs> says some line. He goes, "I only toss butlers yeah. or something like that." And I'm yeah, like, he's, "What the um, fuck, Bruce?" <laughs> yeah, the there's a front page headline of of the guy getting thrown out of the pharmaceutical window and he's like he's like taking up throwing people out of windows master bruce and he's like i only throw butlers out alfred <laughs> it's like ha, and ha, alfred's ha, like ha. alfred alfred's like what the fuck bro yeah he's <laughs> like, seriously he's like i changed like, your diaper bitch <laughs> here's your fucking tea he just throws it in <laughs> yeah no alfred's alfred's great there's plenty more stuff to come fun fact though the voice actor that is Alfred in this episode is actually like only in one or two episodes. And then I think he had to leave either due to a contract agreement or something else. And then it switches to some guy for like the other like 70 episodes. So, oh, well, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, but they both sound very similar. But if you've seen the show a lot, you can kind of tell. Sure. Um, uh, I also really love uh, I wrote it down here and I think you mentioned already. Gotta love the gratuitous Batmobile shots like they this. They, I mean, this episode is nothing but setup, like you said, or is nothing else other than really great setup for the world. And um, all of the shots of the bat, like anytime there's a scene transition, it's a shot of the Batmobile going over a bridge or coming up over a hill or parking in a specific spot or like you're in the Batmobile with Bruce and with Batman. And so you're kind of like you're getting a sense of how he gets around the city. But it's also just it's cool because it's a it's a it's a cool trick for animation to like get a character from place A to place B without doing yeah. much animation because they're in a static environment and then you just change the background because it's like, it's like yeah. it's wishing by. It's it's really cool. And also just, holy fuck, dude, this Batmobile design. I mean, so that's that was my kiss. question. Uh, where does chef's this rank kiss. on Batmobiles for you? Um, in the top three, at least. I, I still yeah. really love, I love the Bat, um, the Mad Max Fury Road Bat car from the Batman um, I have a soft spot for the Tumblr, but I, I do love the 89 Batmobile quite a bit. Yeah. The 89 Batmobile is sick as hell. <laughs> that turbine on the front is, yeah, that is thing's, dope. That thing's baller. I like how this one looks like a big like limousine. You know what I mean? Like It's just like that engine is like a block long. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like 45 horsepower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Fun fact, Zach remembers this back from our college days, but they, released, they started releasing a line of six-inch Batman the Animated Series figures. And they released a two-scale Batmobile with lights inside of it for those figures that I impulse bought, and I like kept that yeah, on. I, I kept that on my dresser. It did not deter women from coming into my room, but uh, it might have it might have drawn some attention uh, in a couple of comments. But um, yeah. And then when I was in a tough period of time at the park, I actually was able to flip it and sell it for double the money because they discontinued it. But those couple years that I had it. I would just I would just roll that thing in my kitchen sometimes. I just like I would turn off all the lights and I just <laughs> roll it around. Amazing. Um yeah, good stuff. Well, yeah, so I mean, I don't really have much more to say about this. I thought it'd be fun with each episode that we talk about where you just tell me one of your favorite images or cells of animation from the episode. 
Okay. I'll go first. Mine is a sequence, um, which is, and I actually talked about this on an old show that I started a long time ago called The More You Know, which is now dead and replaced by this. Um, <laughs> the More You Know is you dead. Know. Long live Radio Vision. <laughs> long live Radio Vision. Um, the sequence where Batman is being drugged through the sky by Man Bat, there's one particular part where Man Bat flies over the top of a Zeppelin and Batman's like spinning behind him in the cable as it like weaves around the Zeppelin's fin. And I just think that the, the animation and the the um, dynamic, almost like film aspect of that is really cool. I love that yeah. sequence. Um, uh, I guess I'm going to have to go with, yeah, I do really like the opening blimp sequence, like uh, in terms of just a visual, like the blimp. Yeah. There's that really cool shot of there, like we have to go above the clouds or whatever, and they go <sighs> and you see it like come up over the thing. I'm just like, that's fucking, that's yeah. that, the titties. Um, yeah. If yeah, Zeppelins aren't in the Batman 2, we riot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, right. have t- I have two more things written down that I'll get through on my checklist. The first one is another Alfred Zinger that I liked. Uh, I didn't expect you to take up rock and roll, sir, where he's like on the bat computer or whatever, and he's just <laughs> listening to bats. And somehow he's listening Alfred to thinks, bat sounds. Yeah. Alfred thinks that that's what rock and roll sounds like. I'm like, come on, Alfred, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Alfred's a little. It's Alfred's so little it's weird. so dry. It could be its own desert. Yeah. Yeah, Alfred's. Uh, Alfred might be. Uh, you know, he's got his CBD pills on extra high and Gotham City. <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's, he smokes he's like, a doobie before he walks into every scene. I've been up for 36 straight hours with this guy. My jokes aren't going to be as good. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite moment of the entire episode is, and I wrote the quote down at the very end, uh, Batman delivers the body of, um, what's his name? Kirk Langstrom. Langstrom to, uh, his wife or whatever at the lab. And there's that great moment where she takes, like, they take off the thing or whatever, and he's just, like, laying there. And she asks Batman, will he change again? And Batman says, quote, no, the formula is out of his system for now. Yep. <laughs> and then he walks away. And I'm like, what the fuck, Batman? If I was that, if I was that girl, I'd be like, wait a second. What does for now mean? <laughs> I think clarity. In, in our guy's defense... Um, it, I noticed that too when I was watching and I was like, that was kind of rude for him to drop that as he's like walking away. Um, it's like Batman, you don't need to be that cryptic. Like this is a man's life in your hands. Like, I think it's more in reference to if this guy's ambition doesn't get in his way again, where he starts experimenting. Not the fact that this, the, the stuff is still in his system, but that it could be again if that guy ingests it. So, yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, before we move on to our next episode, we're going to do it. We've been doing it for our fast cast. We did it for DCEU and review. Radio vision scale is the same thing as the Radiovania scale. Give me a number. And we're going to keep track so that hopefully by the end of this whole project, we'll know what Radio Vision's number one Batman the Animated Series episode is. Um, and given I, I, the fact, before you decide, given the fact that there's so many of these... Should the radio vision scale be on the point two five? No, 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 no. We can't. Okay. We can't. We can't. We can't. We got to keep the sanctity. But so here's what I'll say: We got to keep the sanctity. Again, sorry that this is a this is a longer episode, but we're mapping out some details here. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're setting it up. We're vibing. We're we're skitting. We're uh, we're what is it? Uh, scatting. We're scatting. We're scatting yeah. around. We're yeah. doing Batman the Enemy. I could do this all night. Yeah. <laughs> um. Here's what I'll say is that I think that we should keep the rating system 
the Radiovania 20-point scale, as it's always been known, um, that's one, or it's 0.5 all the way, or zero all the way to 10 with 0.5s in the middle. Yes. I will say I think that this episode is a very solid seven. Okay. I'm going to give this episode a 6.5. But if we keep track of the entire show with two different opinions, it's going to get really confusing. So I think we should actually come to a consensus. What do you think? I think... What I'm going to suggest here, and you can feel free to disagree with me, baby, but I mean, this is a democracy after all. So this is your this is your pod. You're the host of uh, Radio Vision. Mm -hmm. But what I would like to propose is that we rank every episode. No, I want to rank every episode. But what I'm saying is, should you and I agree on the ranking each week? I don't think we need to I don't think we need to agree on the number. The number, because that can be our own personal score. I like what, it. Okay. What I can do is, if you would like me this to be my section of the podcast, I can you make a you make a list. I can keep a document running, and it's going to get harder the more episodes there are. But like, if we started off and we're committed to it, and we kind of quickly come to a consensus, we yeah. could have the definitive ranking of every Batman the Animated Series episode from one to eighty-five or whatever. That sounds amazing. All right, so for so for right now, you gave a seven, I gave a six point five. Numbers don't really matter in terms of the overall thing, which is the grand list. Which right now this sits alone on our list. So yep. So congrats uh, on Leather Wings for now, as Batman would say, you are number one. <laughs> on Leather Wings comes in at number one on the Batman Woo! review scale. All right. And then we have one other episode for you this week. That's right, not one, but two. A grand size, supersized issue of Radio Vision. We're going to hit this out of the park. Zach, you feeling good? You need to take a break? You ready to go? You ready to roll? I'm ready to I'm ready to get those sleigh bells. Uh, just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tangling, too. Man, this is... This is a weird time to watch this episode. I know, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this before we, we talk about the episode plot. But this is this is directed by Kent Butterworth. What a name. And written by Eddie Gorodetsky. Christmas with the Joker, episode two, Batman the Animated Series. I watch this every Christmas Eve, every year. This is, this is like my diehard. This is my fucking It's this a Wonderful Life. I watch this every Christmas. Um... So I'm very, very excited to talk to you about this episode. Yeah. It is weird to talk to you about it when it's like 90 fucking degrees in my house. That's the problem, like, is it? Yeah, I watched this last night. I watched this last night, and I was like, as my wind down, I was like, I got like an hour or two to kill before I have to go to bed to wake up for work in the morning. I was like, I'm going to take my computer outside and and just in, enjoy the night cool breeze and watch these Batman episodes. I get out there, I'm sweating my dick off, and and it gets to Christmas with the Joker, and there's like scenes with people like with fur coats and shit on, and I'm like, man, I'm jealous. <laughs> what I would kill right now to be cold, that'd be amazing. Oh man, yeah, I would. If it was like a little snowfall was happening outside my window while we were doing this, maybe we could do a it's Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could Snowing. do a Radiovania Christmas spectacular this year, where we talk about our favorite Christmas things. That's um, a great idea. Put that holiday in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Holiday special. 
you know, uh, the only time that Radiovania will have a three-hour drunk pod with Uncle Cal where we talk about Christmas vacation and Christmas with the Joker in the same 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. God. Love That'd Christmas vacation. Yeah, who doesn't? It's great. All right. Well, you ready for a plot synopsis? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm not even going to time you because I bet that you're going to get this. This one. one this one I'll be able to crank out because I uh, wrote it really quickly. Uh, Joker escapes Arkham Asylum on Christmas Eve and kidnaps Commissioner Gordon, reporter Summer Gleason, and Detective Harvey Bullock. He plans to terrorize Gotham and threatens these hostages and his audience, unless Batman and Robin can find his hidden TV studio before midnight. Batman and Robin are able to trace the location of Joker's hideout just before midnight using various detective means and checking out broken-down toy factories. Joker agrees to let the hostages go once Batman and Robin arrive, as long as Batman opens his Christmas gift. After a cream pie in the face, Batman is able to subdue the Joker, wishing him a Merry Christmas. The episode ends with Batman and Robin finally sitting down and watching It's a Wonderful Life, which Bruce Wayne has never seen. Christmas with the Joker. What this a is our first episode, Mark Hamill man. episode. Huh? I said, what a fucking episode. Yeah. What yeah. a fucking, what a fucking 23, whatever, 25 minutes of television, man. This, this shit slaps so hard. It's yeah. so good. Mark Hamill's so en- enrapturing when he's on the screen. I don't know. I love this shit to, to pieces, man. It, are you sharing your screen or something? I'm sharing my screen with you. Can you see the episode? I'm just, yeah. I just wanted to play sequences in the background. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Cool. The, the first moment that I have on right now where they're trying to watch It's a Wonderful Life and it cuts to Joker on television and he's like leaning up against the mantle is yeah. just so funny. And he's got that sweater vest on. It's just the best, dude. This this episode's awesome. Uh, heads up. Are you playing video right now? Yeah. I can't see that. I think that might be a copyright thing. They're oh, not cool. allowing you to share your screen with video being played. That's fine. I wondered if that was the case because right now it's just showing all black. All right, cool. There it is. No worries. Um, um, I was just hoping to show you that one sequence anyway, but now we know. HBO Max, they're smarter than we think. <laughs> <laughs> Password sharing, how about nope? Nope, screen sharing. Yeah. No screen sharing either. Um, okay, well, just leading off real quick, I'll, I'll give you some brief things about mine. There's a lot of Joker episodes in Batman the Animated Series, so I can't yeah. wait to find out where the ultimate ranking lays out on the Radiovania or Radio Vision. I'm going to catch myself overall list but this one's really good really fun notable though this was before the creation of harley quinn so it's just joker yeah where a lot of the other episodes in the series will have harley quinn which provides some great comedy but the, he still carries the show man like it's great he's great when he's doing the um <laughs> the like the hand puppet thing you know what i mean <laughs> It's, it's just yeah, great. it's hilarious. Yeah, the the shot that it comes in on the TV where he's like drawing the face into the bottom of his chin or whatever, and he's got like the pants on the top of his head. He's like, oh, that darn dare Batman or whatever. Like, yeah, that, that it, it's really, really Batman. Yeah, that rascally. It's so it's so full of, I don't know. And that's just the Joker character. Just a testament to Mark Hamill's portrayal of the Joker and and how well he's done in this show. Um, from all the episodes that I've seen, it's just like man, he just adds an extra level of comically evil whimsy to the show that just elevates the tone of anything that he's in like it's it is really one of the best animated performances i think voice actor performances i think of our time yeah it's awesome like that sequence that i was just talking about where he first comes on the television airwaves where he's like at first it's very sinister he's not looking at the camera and he's like 
It's a Wonderful Life has been canceled this year. And then he like turns around. He's like, greetings. It's the Joker. And he just like he gets like a little more bubbly. You know what I mean? He's just the thing that I love about the Mark Hamill Joker in the way that some of the film versions are not is like this is a Joker that just wants attention. And he craves attention from Gotham. But more importantly, he craves attention from Batman. He's obsessed with Batman knowing exactly that he is doing something and that he wants to play this sick game with him where he's trying to get him to get either catch him, kill him. We don't really know. This culminates in some really awesome story beats that pay off in some of the films and other episodes, which we will get to down the road. But like, yeah, Mark Hamill Joker, iconic, arguably what the second best Joker, if not the the best. I mean, maybe second best, but crowd favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a hard list because you could sway it any which way depending on who you're talking to. For me, he's my third favorite Joker. Like, I really do. I mean, like, he's he's great. He's a great Joker. I, I, and I especially love his performance in the Arkham games. I think even more so than this because it's a chance for him to be even more adult. Um, yeah, he's great in those games. But uh, I still, I mean, I'm just a film guy. So I love... Um, I really loved Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of the character in Joker, and I also just, I mean, what the fuck else can you say for Heath Ledger? So, I mean, we should go to a con and have Mark Hamill record. You get what you fucking deserve in his <laughs> Joker voice. <laughs> I'm sure he'd do that for us. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. You can't live in a as long as we don't get Mark Hamill to say who's going to give you a reach around, that I think yeah, would be good. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure that no one's asked him to do that yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, only only at the celebrations, not at the not at the comic cons. Yeah. Um, well, we could get Jared Leto on the show. I'm sure he's going to be an easier get here in a few after he gets canceled. So. Yeah, probably. He's going to be in Haunted uh, Mansion. Did you see that shit? He's going to be what? He's Jared Leto just got cast in Haunted Mansion, the reboot. They're, they're rebooting Haunted Mansion, like like when they made the Eddie Murphy movie. Have you not seen this cast list? No, but did you watch the Muppets Insane. Haunted Mansion? Uh, no, I never got around to it. I heard it was. It's, I thought it was cute. It was very cute. It was good. Brief pause in Radio Vision and yeah, Batman pause. talk. So here's talk the cast. Haunted here's Mansion. the cast for Disney's The Haunted Mansion reboot. Comes out March tenth, twenty twenty three. So we still got a ways to go. Rosario Dawson, lover. Owen Wilson. Love him. Danny DeVito. Yes. Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you keep going a little bit, and then you get uh, fucking uh, who is Lord Strode in fucking Halloween? Who is that person? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis and Jared Leto. <laughs> so... Mm. Jared Leto in a Disney property. Interesting move. <laughs> yeah, very interesting move. The internet is not happy about that, but we'll keep yeah. going with Batman. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have any other thoughts before we talk about our favorite seller image from this episode? Oh, yeah, dude. I've got plenty of thoughts for this episode, actually. So I've got a Please. shit ton of notes. Uh, the first thing I want to bring up, and this is going to be a little bit of Zach intr- intrusion on your pod, is uh, Jingle Bell's Batman Smells Robin yeah. Laid an Egg. Yes. Do you know the history behind this? I don't know. Okay. So I did a little bit of digging last night, late at night, and I there's it turns out there's not much about this. But um, as this scene was playing, I thought to myself, I was like, man, I sang this without having any knowledge of Batman. And sure. 
everyone, everyone fucking knows this song. Batmobile lost the wheel. And, and the Joker, Joker got, got away. away. Hey. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'll put this link in the pod episode when I do eventually publish it. But Crack.com did an article uh, back in December of 2015, and they did their best job to track down the history of the origins of Jingle Bell's Batman Smells. And it is pretty fucking shocking. Um, this person that did the research for this article talked to people from in the 40s and 50s who remember hearing this jingle. Like, older people remember this jingle, too. And, it, like... It goes way, 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 way back, and you can kind of. I'll say, I'll put this. Like I said, I'll put this article into the the pod for everyone to kind of look at. But um, the most amazing piece of evidence that they have is uh, an editor managed to hunt down a copy of the Lawton Constitution from 1967 that provided hard evidence for this theory, an article citing an American military brat overseas in Belgium singing an early version of the song. You'll notice Robin wasn't laying eggs. And there's literally like a, a, a screen, like a, a scan of an old document from like <laughs> war times. And it says, uh, and I'm going to read this whole thing because it's so interesting. Uh, tree talk, quote, tree talk. Among the unusual Christmas trees about town were... T. Viral Jones Japanese umbrella tree garnished with colorful beads and holiday decor. Dorothy Higgins tree decorated with stuffed animals and Sally Champin's partridges fashioned with technicolor pipe stems. American kiddos in Europe aren't completely divorced of the U.S. gimmick tunes. Lil Jana Montgomery, daughter of Madge and and Miss Ross D. Montgomery, formerly stationed at Fort Sill and now with MAAG headquarters in Brussels, Belgium, warbled this tune during the holidays. Quote, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Rang Away, Batmobile Lost a Wheel, and Commissioners Stuck in a Sleigh. <laughs> and that document dates back from to 1967. Wow. So this is a really cool article that you can dive back into, but man, can, like, just as like a, a fucking piece of history like everyone never, knows everyone yeah, I, knows this song i've never questioned where it came from before i guess you know what i mean yeah like, and it turns out the etymology is like actually kind of like strewed like it sounds like maybe it was just an inside joke that kind of blew up and like because they got people in europe fucking singing it they got the u.s kids singing it and this was <laughs> little, in 60 this is in 67 didn't yeah Sorry. Didn't the uh, didn't the Adam West Batman show come out in like sixty six or something 66, like that? Sixty six. Yep. Sixty six. So. so it's like, man, it's just so crazy that 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 has been around for so long. Because I bet if you showed, you know, random person watches this episode in the year twenty twenty, I bet twenty twenty two, I bet they're like, oh, that's where it came from. But no, no, this long. predates it by almost thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, that's a really cool fun fact, though. Thanks for looking that up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a couple notes I have here. How the hell has Robin seen It's a Wonderful Life, but Batman can't get past the title? What the fuck? <laughs> Batman not appreciating film? The fuck is what? wrong with you, Robin? He died when he was eight, and he doesn't like movies because his parents got killed after they took him to see a movie. That's a good point. That's a good point. So Batman just uh, canonically doesn't like film. I, I guess so. I think like Batman probably missed like all of the MCU and like the Christopher Nolan phases. You know, he's just like he's like, ah, it's not really my vibe. I got to I got to defend the city. So 
if this is if this is set in the 30s i bet you he's seen like citizen kane and that's it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah he he, like took someone on a date to see citizen kane and then nailed her in the back of the batmobile (laughs) (laughs) call me rosebud uh i love how liberally joker throws around the word daddy i wrote that down as a note yeah, um, that has aged very well. Yeah, very, very <laughs> In terms well, of, like, yeah. a comedic standpoint, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I liked, I wrote down, Christmas show with the Joker is hysterical. Who is running the cameras, and where is the laugh track coming from? <laughs> I love all this, <laughs> that the Joker just commandeered this entire production station, but has somehow hired a crew? Yeah. Or he's running it on his own? It, it's it's is it holding them hostage, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite shot of the episode, which... You can put this down for my favorite still of the thing. It's probably going to be like just a Joker shot or whatever. But um, my favorite shot that got an audible chuckle out of me last (laughs) night was when they're on the train car and they're like going through this whole plan or whatever to separate the train car. And there's a shot after Robin pulls the switch and then his part of the car stops and he's just like. (laughs) <laughs> looking it's an over-the-shoulder shot as batman goes on to do the most dangerous part of it and and robin's just back there like all right i guess I'm I'm done. Done. Yeah. <laughs> he's like what it's like i guess that's all in a hard day's work for robin yeah. here dick grayson's uh, like i got class in the morning i'm, I'm going to <laughs> gotham university like i can't i can't be risking my life it's like that shot i i imagine that shot goes on and batman's riding off in the like off on the other side of the train doing the more dangerous thing and then baba o'reilly starts playing and he's like hi i bet you're wondering how i got here <laughs> Uh, real quick before we move on from that, um, Lauren Lester is the voice of Robin. I love, I love his his voice of Robin. I think it's really great. He, I so you know, Robin in the comic books is like a child. I like how this version of Robin is like in college. He's still his ward. You know, we'll get to his origin story down the road in one of the episodes. But like, just like media res dropping it. Like everyone knows who Batman and Robin is. Like you can just have Robin in this episode without having to introduce him. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the same way, like with the Joker, like I like how an animated series, like everyone just like already exists, which is really dope. Um, Um, also, uh, I wrote a note down here, um, of like the TV station with Joker, like doing all of his like crazy antics there. Uh, Gordy's home, anyone. And I won't say anything else about that. Yeah. But like, yep. isn't yep. there a fucking yeah it's it's pretty there's some pretty strong parallels there which you I gotta thought. think that that jordan peele watched this and was like i'm gonna write that down yeah <laughs> um another another this episode's so fucking great because it made me laugh so hard but th- another favorite quote of mine was they get to the the giant like the, the giant present and uh, they walk up to it, Batman and Robin walk up to this giant fucking box, <laughs> and Batman goes, careful, Robin, I'm sure there's more to this. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin, Robin's like, yeah, no fucking shit, Batman. Like, of <laughs> course, there's something more to this. Than me too. It's like, how often does a giant-ass fucking Christmas present meet the eye? I laughed out loud at that. That was so funny. That's um, awesome. And then also... Joker, Joker got the cannons from the Hoth base. <laughs> yeah, he's got the he's got the ion cannon. <laughs> he's got the titty cannons. He, and he essentially turned like an observation tower into like a gun, which he could have actually held up the whole city with. But yeah, yeah. and also the radius of that thing not very far. So Bat- no. I was like, Batman, just hide. Just, just like well, you know, get up against the wall. I was yeah, like, you know, that thing can't hit you there. Do you realize that's how 
fucking metal works. I was like, I don't think that that thing is going to suddenly go like and like look down at you. I think that you're going to be fine. Um, Yeah. uh, Another thing I want to bring up here is the Joker toward the end of the episode. He gives the ha 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 ho 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 he 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 as the things are shooting or whatever. Yeah. Is this a asking Batman fan number numero uno John Swansong Parker? Is this a classic Joker motif, or did Ledger or did Ledger use this as inspiration for his Joker? Because the first time we see Joker in Dark Knight, he's ha 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 ho 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 he, he. and as he's coming in with the thing, and I was like, that's kind of a weird similarity that he does yeah. it in the exact same order and that same sort of cadence that the Joker bots do. Right. I, I don't know. What's my your input? Were bad. Um, it's definitely taken from Killing Joke. I'm pretty sure. Um, there's a there's a great panel where he's like pulling his hair out, you know what I mean? After he becomes the Joker, you remember that panel? And I think that the in big bold letters all around him is like ha 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 he he ho ho, like it's all over the place. Um, but yeah, I think it is interesting of a similarity. Like, and again, like Christopher Nolan did watch this show, so like he takes a lot of inspiration from this and, and a couple of the books. So it's possible. Yeah, maybe Heath Ledger was like. Give me, give me like the supercut Joker, and it's just like Jack Nicholson and Mark Hamill and Cesar Romero, and he's like, "All right, I'm good." <laughs> you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then the last thing that I wrote down on my notes was, I really appreciate Batman's knowledge of discontinued dolls. Right. Yeah. Or just it, like the the Laugh Code Toy Factory has been closed down for ten years. <laughs> there's and Robin's things, like, bro. <laughs> there's some things in in the animated series that it's like it is a serious show, quote unquote, right? But it still has like some campy moments that are kind of like the Adam West show, which I dig the the nice balance of the two. Yeah, and and the campy stuff is like here's the thing is that and this goes for most of my opinions with movies, television in general. There's if there's cheesy or goofy lines in a show but i'm like digging everything else about the show i'm usually more forgiving and understanding that they're they they work in that context because i'm not like frustrated with the show like if this show was animated poorly and the the villains weren't good and the voice acting was bad and the the frames were all like that's terrible looking and stuff like that like i would be like ah this is cheesy and it looks bad and I'm not having a good time. But with right. the animated series, like a lot of other, you know, great cartoons, like SpongeBob is another one, like jokes, all jokes aside. But it's like there's goofy shit in in a lot of animated shows. But if I'm digging my time, if I'm if I'm enjoying the ride, like these goofy lines just they make me go like, ha ha ha. That's really cute. And I like that as opposed to like a goofy, terrible line in Suicide Squad where I, I'm like, sure. Oh, I was like, it's that TikTok trend. that's like funny haha no funny weird (laughs) yeah it's that it's it's it literally that with 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 film and movies and well this this episode gives us one of the great robin one-line zingers they don't call you batman for nothing after he beats up all those robot bat like (laughs) robot toy planes with the baseball bat (laughs) that's right yeah i forgot about that yeah that's who robin (laughs) that line is so ingrained in animated series lore that in the action figure for Batman for the animated series line, there's a baseball bat in there. Oh my God. That's yeah. awesome. Shout out to Connor Kempf, by the way. I know you're probably going to listen to this at some point. He was one of the only listeners of the more, you know, back in the day. And on that episode, I had mentioned that they had a Christmas with the Joker specific figure where he's in the sweater 
and has a Santa hat on. And Connor gave me that for Christmas because I oh. said on the show that I didn't have it, but I wanted it. I still have that. Thank you, Connor. Appreciate that. Appreciate you very much. And Where's my uh, yeah. fucking hat, Connor? <laughs> merch, 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 baby. So yeah, Radiovania slash Radiovision merch. We gotta start workshopping that. We gotta find a way to do like you and me standing on top of a roof with a lightning bolt behind us that looks like the animated series <laughs> for Radiovision. Yeah. <laughs> Or it's Batman anyway, beating we, the two of us up and we're the goons. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome if it's just our 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 faces photoshopped under the two goons and the fucking thing. Yeah. And Batman silhouettes moving around. It's like, call on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be great. I already made the graphic. This is number one. What? I said, or, sorry, I already made the list. This episode's number one. Oh, yeah. Out of the two? For Out sure. of the two. Yeah, definitely. Um, my favorite image, because you already you already gave me yours. Mine is him standing over the mantelpiece at the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah. Of his television broadcast, I think that it's just it encapsulates everything that you need to know from that Joker, and then the rest of it's just a fun wild ride. Um, this is clearly like a an eight five episode for Batman the Animated Series, and definitely better than the previous one. So yeah, I'm I'm totally with you in putting this number one on the list. So I'm gonna give it a nine. I love it. I'm here for it. I've got a lot of other Joker episodes to watch, but I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, just where I am at this current place in time, like, I had so much fun with this episode. Um, It's just, it's funny. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it jumps off the screen. Like, I just think that the, 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 the atmosphere of the show is just so palpable. Like, you, I don't know. I fucking dug it so much on a rewatch. I had so much fun laughing at it. Uh, it's it's just what do it's Betty Booper dolls do? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole fucking other thing. Betty Booper, that shit's hilarious. Joker, like he like winds the doll up and puts it on a table, and it's just like the worst thing ever. Just like, but that yeah. never comes back to pay off at all. Like, it's, no, it's really. Funny. I love that he has the gingerbread audience that he just blows up later on. In the, <laughs> it's great. It kills me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I mean. I will. I will not be shocked if if a majority of the top ten to twenty episodes feature Joker. Yeah, that just such just a compelling like character. just with my knowledge of of rewatching the show and the things that I gravitate to, I wouldn't be shocked if at least if at least two out of the top five are a Joker episode for sure. So, but we will get there when we get there, as Han and right. Fast and Furious would say. Um, well, Zach, this has been really fun. I'm really looking forward to doing this with you each week. Uh, next yeah, week, um, we will be diving into... I'm going to go ahead and say it now, because I think I think we could actually move through them relatively quickly without the preamble. I'm going to go ahead and say next week um, for prep for the pod. Listeners out there, um, go out and watch episodes Nothing to Fear, The Last Laugh, and Pretty Poison. We'll do three next week, because I think we'll be able to we'll be able to crank through those. Okay. And uh, if that seems to go a little long, then we'll edit it down to two. We're just going to play it by ear until we find the formula that we like. Batman, like earlier, you know, in his first year, he didn't know how to fight crime perfectly. You know? Our first he didn't time use that bat. fucking wingsuit until year two, apparently. Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't know how to throw a batarang. He only knows how to cut tape with it in uh, the Batman. So, But anyway, Zach, thank you for joining me on this first and fabulous installment of Radio Vision. 
I'm excited for what this will hold both for uh, us getting to make fun of each other, getting to talk about Batman, and then any other television shows that we get to in the future. And um, nothing else to say, but uh, everyone will see you next week. Same Bat Pod feed, same Bat Podcast.